0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent, including OLAS Media. OLAS Media. OLAS Media presents 20 Doors.
1: Welcome to 20 Doors. I'm Nathan Abbo. This is our first podcast of 20 Doors. 20 Doors is a knowledge enrichment of real estate that we're here to give you. Generally, San Diego provide good content, good guests, and good knowledge, something you might have not heard before. Today, we have our guest, Justin Isaac with the lawyer of Blue Jeans. How are you, Justin? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Justin is the lawyer in Blue Jeans, synonymous with trust in San Diego. Is that correct?
0: Well, yeah. So uh, originally, uh, my father was the lawyer in blue jeans, and I've uh, taken over for him since he's uh, since retired. But we focus only on estate planning, asset protection, how to make sure your family, your kids, whomever does not go through the government uh, when you pass away and and properly uh, protecting your assets from uh, going through the court process. Good. Well, you fit those jeans nicely. (laughs) If only I was wearing jeans today, but I'm not. But usually we do wear blue jeans in the office. But the blue jeans thing is kind of like it's how we talk to our clients as well, too. We try and be a little bit more relatable. Uh, Some attorneys tend to talk down to people and we try to avoid that. We make sure that um, you understand what you're doing and, and the documents that we're preparing for you.
1: Your brand is huge. Everyone knows you in San Diego, so stop being
0: uh, so <laughs> modest. <laughs> well, yeah, San Diego is great because even though we're a big city, uh, we're actually kind of a small community, especially when it comes to estate planning uh, lawyer. There's not you know, there's a lot of lawyers in San Diego, but estate planning is a very small niche in San Diego, and and that's kind of nice because everyone kind of knows everyone. Uh, but San Diego has that very laid back vibe, so the blue jeans thing really you know fits. Like we grew up together out in you know Alcahoun. Uh, and, and everyone's pretty relaxed. Like there's, you know, you go to other cities there, people are really uptight. But San Diego is known for being very relaxed, very laid back. A lot of the beach and and whatnot. So, and, but you know that too. Though I'm sure you deal with people who are very laid back.
1: Oh, our vibe is the best vibe. I mean, yeah. you can travel and you can totally see yep. the vibe difference. Yeah, yeah, in San Diego, everything's different in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, the real estate is different in San Diego. Yeah, you know, it's awesome over here. And and one of the difference, uh, uh the differences between real estate here and and versus kind of other cities is is San Diego has so much room to grow. We're still this tiny, tiny city, which is why I like doing real estate in San Diego. There's so much upside. Every corner is growing. Yeah. Real estate has not peaked. Uh, we're trending up. It's always going to trend up until we reach, until we become like uh, Los Angeles,
0: I yeah. guess, which I don't think will become Los Angeles. I don't either. I think LA and San Diego, I can't stand Los Angeles, by the way. Uh, but I, I think San Diego is a lot different just in the overall vibe. And, uh, and you know, like we, I, I've known you since we, we were kids, basically. Like we grew up together and uh, and you have, um, I, I think that doing what you do, if I didn't do what I, I do, which is law, I would love to do something like real estate, you know, and and obviously I'm not gonna. You're you're rated like the number one in in San Diego or something like that uh, last year, right?
1: I, that was a huge honor. 2021 Union Tribune recognized me as uh, San Diego's best real estate agent, which was a huge honor. I was very, absolutely. It was, I was blindsided too because I just put my head down and I go to work. So, but I did it for enough people to so to be recognized. Yeah. was was pretty nice.
0: And, and and not to mention during 2021, it, it got so crazy with real estate, and there's hundreds of agents out there at one point we had more inventory than we did agents right or, or more agents than inventory oh, i hear that all the time and well, you that's know that's
1: crazy you know why i was so successful in 2021 hmm. is because i saw what was going on in the yeah. economy in the market i'm like oh shit they're printing yeah rates are two percent i said I, it, everyone stopped for those first few months of the pandemic yeah you know 2020 prior yeah and i was like this is my th- these are my markets yeah, yeah. because yeah. that's when i find opportunity knowledge. yeah yeah so people have no, you just explained what a probate is. Mm-hmm. People still don't have any idea what probate is. So, so one talking about like value in your real estate agent and, and going beyond just the sale, I mean, part of doing real estate and how I'm saying people don't do it right is their agents aren't educating their clients on, on probate, the importance of a probate. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you don't have a probate and you a die, trust. I mean, I tr- I'm sorry, a yeah. trust, and you die, that you just said, we're talking about two and a half year wait where the property's not in your hands, you, frozen. you're frozen, you can't sell it, you, pro- you probably have to make payments on this property.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really it's even more than that. So imagine if you have um, like you're a 22 year old kid, and you just lose your parents suddenly, or they just, you know, COVID or whatever happened, um, you might not have the money to take on those mortgage payments, you can't get access to their bank accounts because those are frozen too. So, so those are all everything is frozen. As soon as you go, uh, the probate process starts where the bank accounts are frozen, everything's frozen. And the only way we can unlock them is if we have a court say it's okay. So you have this situation where people don't have the money to take this on and things start building up as far as what's being owed and, and back costs. Um, and, and it's just a really, I tell people this, Uh, If you like going to the DMV, you're gonna love probate. If you don't like going to the DMV, well, going to probate is like going to the DMV for three years, two years. So it's a horrible process. But on top of that, the attorney who works on your probate gets paid before your kids do.
1: Um, Again, we're here to spread awareness for sure. So if you own a property and you have kids, or for any reason, Mm -hmm. you absolutely need a trust. Mm Something can happen any second, right? Any second. You die, you need access to that property. That's the whole point of having real estate. I mean, real estate is generational, it's wealth, mm-hmm. it's, it's everything in between, so you want access to that money. So that's part of the reason I wanted to bring you here, kind of educate some people. So to take it a step further, besides just that, some people, you know, they don't want to think about death, they don't care, mm-hmm. and then you take it, okay, let's take it a step further. This is kind of where, like, I like to think, like, I'm like this real estate, like, genius, you know <laughs> what I mean, at this point? And yeah. I like take things, like, a step further? Yeah. Okay. Here's a question for you. Div- Trusts and divorces, mm-hmm. right? Can If someone's getting a divorce,
0: can one of the partners buy out that trust? It, They're t- half of the trust. Typically, you don't want to do something like that because when you set up a married or joint trust, uh, your stuff goes to the other person if you die. And in order to uh, alleviate that upon divorce, usually a divorce will automatically kind of nullify a trust uh but if it doesn't then your spouse is still entitled to your assets that you have in that trust together so usually you're just going to revoke the old trust and start a new single or individual trust
1: let me tell you a story something i kind of went through okay. with, with the, um with a trust and some clients so they were getting a divorce mm-hmm. they had their trust there was a mortgage on the property mm-hmm. they had bought it for a super cheap amount they're mm-hmm. paying low property taxes <laughs> It's somehow we figured it out, or they figured it out, where where one partner bought out the other partner in the trust, so mm-hmm. bought out their percentage of the trust. There was no reassessment, no yep. no changes with taxes. Yep, um, and that's a beautiful thing when you're talking about ten thousand dollars a year in savings just on the taxes. Oh, oh it's huge. So for that, I, I I think people don't even think about like yeah. that that could be You're you know a trust attorney. I don't know, you know, what criteria kind of al- allows that, but that's something that people need to know about. I mean, a step further, just, just, be, just beyond what you think a trust protects you from.
0: Yeah, you, you really have to think about what, okay, so when, when selling a property, when transferring a property, we have to think about the ramifications as far as the property tax goes, and also we have to think about um, capital gains. And one of the benefits of a trust is that when you pass away and your property, your assets, your things go to your kids through the trust, capital gains is expunged. There's no capital gains, right? And, but if you're transferring a property during your lifetime to say now, like say for instance, uh, you have this married couple and they're getting divorced. But if if the husband transfers the property to the wife or vice versa, while they're still married, no reassessment. But the minute that they get divorced, it gets reassessed because there's no exemption at that point. And so now all the value is being brought up to 2022 standard and the property tax is going to go through the roof. So that's why it's important to be, you know, to see a a trust attorney who really knows how to kind of look at these things in the future too, to make sure that we're not getting this huge tax bill out of nowhere when we could have avoided that. So uh, it's an important thing to know. No, absolutely. Again, why I wanted you on this show, kind of spread that. Um, Most, most
1: buyers... They have no clue. Most people in real estate have no clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starts at the agents. You know that, mm-hmm. I mean, you've dealt with agents. They probably don't have their property in a trust. So so True. some of these things, um, it's really up to us as the agents to, to it's beyond just the commission check. It's, 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 you know, we have to give our clients this kind of information because they're gonna get screwed otherwise. I mean, this, this stuff
0: happens. Yeah, I actually have a story that relates to this. Uh, yesterday, I had a an agent. Well, this, uh, one of our past clients was closing on a house. And they're closing on Monday, right? So all this stuff needs to be done today, basically, or or even yesterday, to make sure everything goes through on Monday. Uh, they were they couldn't find their trust, and the the real estate agent never said that they needed a copy of the trust until last night at five o'clock, right before we're leaving the office. And uh, and so we usually what you do is instead of sending a a, a copy of the trust, the actual trust itself, you send a summary, right? A certification of trust, and. The client couldn't find it. The agent didn't mention it until the 23rd hour. And so now we had to scramble to put one together for the client at five o'clock last night to make sure that this deal goes through on Monday. Otherwise there's a huge you know, costs and delays and stuff like that, right? Might've even fallen out of escrow.
1: This this happens all the time. Yep. So, post-pandemic, we mm-hmm. had a big shift of employment. This kind of happens during every kind of back turn. All of a sudden, you see like a million new real estate agents. It's very, very true, it is true. right? So, then you have all these guys that say, okay, I want to buy real estate. The first person they go to is uh, someone they someone that just maybe got their license. They want to they wanna help. They're really getting no yeah. no benefit by going to that person. Um, part of the reason why I'll say I didn't even start this show until 15, 18 years later, yeah. is because I didn't have that knowledge at the beginning. I mean, I started selling real estate when I was 18 years old, and I know everyone got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a climb up, and yeah. I and you know we trying to create value for myself by throwing myself in that fire, buying real estate, getting myself into trouble with you know these huge huge fixer type of properties, which I'm not a fixer and flipper. I don't sell them, I keep them. Um, but how would someone otherwise know? Like you know that that. Hey, uh this property's in a trust. I got I have to get that. Yeah. I have to get that document to this person or I know that at some point they're going to ask. Yep. They, didn't, they didn't even know about it from the beginning. So that's why you had to delay possible fallout, earnest money deposit yep. loss, a lot a lot of things at stake, which is why when you're picking your agent, you probably don't want to go to someone because they're your friend or you or you you know, you want to help them or something or if they're new, if you're doing a serious business deal and you want serious value, you got go to go someone with experience. So that's why I want to come on the show yeah. because there's a lot a lot of things People are doing wrong the way they pick real estate, the criteria Mm -hmm. that they're looking for in real estate. This whole idea, like, oh, I want a dream property, is that idea is fake. That's a dream in itself. If I sell your dream property, you're gonna get screwed somehow. (laughs) If I let you pick your property, right? Mm -hmm. You're not. You came to me because I'm a professional. Yeah. Right. So if if I let you pick your property, right? You're probably gonna screw up somehow. You're not. You don't know what sells. You don't know what what where upside is. Yeah so what i want to preach more than anything is how to find upside how to identify value over others how to pick this property and not that property there's a lot of different ways to do it mm-hmm. and it's specific to every single person because your criteria and what you're looking for is is your specific criteria yep you know you have your kid you have you know your two dogs you have your whatever you have your you need certain things so we're going to try to find value that kind of fit the balance of what you want and a deal yeah so too much too often people are not taking that position people are taking the position no i want to just buy my dream house i'm going to buy my dream house sometimes i have to take a step back and say okay because i'm going to i'm going to lose that client i'm going to keep telling them what i want them to do and what to avoid mm-hmm. but that's kind of the problem so because i've practiced this type of like conservative selling mm-hmm. I had no hiccups these past three months. And let me tell you what that means. These past three months is us being in 2022 and we're in, we're at, uh, crazy times, October, crazy times. So from like July till now, it's been pretty screwed up. The rates are 7%, seven and a quarter percent. All of a sudden people were, you know, that were buying those stupid, ridiculous properties, uh, that, that had no value prior. All of a sudden those are sitting on the market, not selling. Um, um people's payments are two three thousand dollars difference on the same property that they were looking at. So because of those conservative measures I've taken, um, I mean no, I haven't had any hiccups. none of the properties I sell are in that manner. They can sell today and they'll probably still make a profit. So so there's certain ways to buy that to avoid because the markets swing. markets shift really, really quick, mm-hmm. right? So you could throw garbage. On the market two months, four months ago, right, and was selling for some top dollar. True. That same house, really, say it was a million and a half. Really quickly, it's probably one point three today wow. because it wasn't worth a million and a half back then. But if you bought the right property, you'll probably still see value. So there's still ways to do that. I want people to know that there's still ways to do that, um, and um, and it just takes kind of the right agent so with the right
0: vision. Let me ask you a question because this everyone kind of experienced this craziness, and if you're in the real estate market. Uh, especially in the last year and a half, you've seen these astronomical numbers and growth and whatnot. And and I've always kind of wondered what what spurned that? What brought this on? Do you think it was people getting PPP money or do you think it was the hyperinflation or what what made this huge jump of 20, 30%, 40% on some properties in a year? It's a combination of all that. There's yeah. been,
1: we we you know very well, I mean, I, you know, can't get into too much of all the finances and the politics, but we, we we doubled the amount of currency in circulation. That's like what do you think is gonna happen? I saw sure. I saw this happening the second that they were giving us the news that they're going to be printing, printing, printing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's one thing, right? That's going to create inflation forever unless they start to really drastically change that. Like they're doing now. But it's not even enough. I mean, the Fed said this morning, alluded to raising interest rates again, which they have to. They said that they're going to do it until something breaks. And we're pretty close to breaking. They have to. Yeah. So I can kind of give you a really quick idea of, what happened, where it is, and where it's going Come yeah, I, just in my in my yeah. opinion expertise, yeah, we had 2020 we had two percent interest rates mm-hmm. that that's a scam. We yeah. should all be mad at the Fed for doing that. yeah, two percent interest rate, talk about inflation yeah, you know what I mean we're talking about payments that are three thousand dollars less two thousand dollars less mm-hmm. than they are today. those people that were buying, it's like fake money. Yeah. That was fake. Mm-hmm. That's like these companies operating these these big, huge companies on just because they're using borrowed money, they're making really, really marginal profits because they're using cheap, cheap borrowed money. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. Those were fake. So that's like going into now. We're probably, these are buyers who are really qualified, who are really making a lot of money and really should be in that $1 million dollar house or $2 million house. Yeah. Right. So we had low interest rates. Then we had the biggest inventory problem ever. Yeah. Ever. The inventory is really the thing that fueled everything. I'm talking about inventory. we're talking, talking about eighty percent less inventory, yeah, so prior just prior to 2020 we were already in a very, very low inventory market, very low inventory it was it was It was a scary low, yeah, right. We had enough inventory, I think for one month, and that's how it kind of always stayed that's right? insane. so from that point, it dropped eighty percent yeah. Think about what's going to happen that's nuts price so that's all, all artificial pricing so so you go and you fall into that trap of 40 offers yeah. and i'm just so tired of this and i want to be victorious and i want to buy this property and i pay and people were doing it under my listings 400 000, 000 above the uh, the asking price because exactly. they're so desperate yeah. then the next comp has to sell for that much then the next one has to sell for that much then you're at this kind so of at a bubble kind of at a yeah. bubble stage a yeah. little bit right although i don't think we're built to crash in any way so that's where we were. Then all of a sudden, things get bad. Interest rates start to climb up. Interest rate is the big thing. Yeah. That's like the number one thing. Oh, it's huge. The Federal Reserve
0: really controls like, the entire world. I oh, think. absolutely. You know? when, they, when they say something, it ripples amongst all the markets in the world. It's insane. Well, they have the power to raise interest rates
1: and lower interest rates. Yeah and they have the power to raise prices and mess up markets. And so really, it's up to them. So yeah. we're all... In America, it's kind of like all about policy, I think. So you kind of have to be like really aware of the policy. Again, get a good real estate agent to understand policy. Yeah, and and that and that creates kind of a safety. Yeah, that, I think just so you can understand how things are shifting. Just like two two years ago when rent control became something. I mean, like we all had to shift, and we all had yeah. to understand. They're talking about you know uh, 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 different ways we're going to do taxes in the future. We all have to kind of be very very aware. So. That goes along with like surrounding yourself with good people, mm-hmm. good good attorneys, mm-hmm. like like yourself. I think having you in a circle and people I can refer you to is a big thing. But but good CPAs, yeah. uh, good real estate attorneys, good real estate agents, I think yeah. are very very important.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy because like I know that it was not just the printing of the money because I don't think a lot of people know that we have literally created. Uh, we're at thirty one trillion dollars in debt now, um, and before COVID, I think it was what like twelve or something like that so we've almost tripled the money supply or, or, or not not just the the, the debt, debt itself but the the money supply was inflated to i think we uh, they said we printed like 70% of all the money in circulation ever in a two year period more more than that that's crazy but but also like so this is my uh, from my side too because you did mention that I've done some real estate and doing some real estate um, we are built in the process of trying to build a nineplex uh, out in national city and it, it kills me because you know one of the problems with inventory is not just the houses being sold or on the market, but the, we're not building enough in San Diego. And w- going through this process of trying to build an apartment complex is insanely difficult. It's very difficult. There's so much red tape. I thought probate had a lot of red tape. Oh my, we're, we're submitting our plans and it's gotta go through like eight different departments at the city who all like review it. And then we have to go back and like fix things. And it's just insane.
1: Um, so I'm a developer too mm-hmm. So when I say So one, one of the proud things About real estate Is you know, I'm in real estate But I, I sell real estate But I'm in real estate I mean I'm, I'm in there man First hand So, so I've, I've built ground up Four multi-unit projects mm-hmm. uh, Two of them I were involved Just from like a design and agent point Two, two to three others probably It was just me And a partner Building them from the ground up Yeah uh, California is very very difficult You gotta worry about Ridiculous things mm-hmm. A lot of guys Are going to Arizona And out of state Yeah so in terms of us like catching up for and the only reason we're even talking about this right now mm-hmm. is just because we're talking about inventory. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And are we ever going to catch up with an inventory? Mm-hmm. It's funny because you're in this market where people kind of saw what happened in 07, 08, these big, big giant developers, Shea and, mm-hmm. and all these other homes, they're all pulling they're all they're not pulling out completely, but they're stopping. Yeah. They're just stopping. They're saying we saw what happened, we saw how slow it gets. We're yeah. just gonna stop right now because they don't think they're gonna get the premium that they normally get on new construction. Because new construction comes with the premium, that's why I built it. that's yeah. why I got uh, that's why I preach my clients to buy real estate next to new construction, yeah because they create the new bench, yeah, for pricing absolutely, and they always sell for five percent more ten percent more than mm-hmm. the comps. but these guys are going away, they can't build fast enough, and if they're building they're building apartments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're paying attention to this. Yeah. so they're building they're building apartments. we're going to talking about rents right now because rents are kind of what control kind of the market too. Mm-hmm because as rents go up, prices go up, and we're geared for rents just to skyrocket. Yeah. Like, crazy. I have a, a studio in North Park. I Airbnb it. I make a killing on them. I mean, they're 350-square-foot studios. I get $2,500, $3,000 a month for, on them. Uh, I train some of my clients how to do this, too. It's yeah. really nice. I, sometimes I buy in certain areas just for that reason because they could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I own the building. There are three studios. Um, I said, you know what? I got this really noisy one mm-hmm. that sits right on University in North Park. People beep their horn. It's at an intersection. I just didn't want to remodel it right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, doing, I'm tied up with another project that I'm doing in Golden Hill. And I said, screw it. I'm going to list it yesterday. I listed on on different pl- places that I have to list my rentals on. I had probably like 275 inquiries in 24 hours. Wow. 270. So then I would go back and I'm thinking, what's this, like? this bullshit about having a 2.5% Vacancy and rental in San Diego. That's we have like a negative, yeah. Vacancy in San Diego. Yeah. So as far as far as that goes, I mean, like, how is real estate going to trend down?
0: Yeah. You know. Well, I, I, okay. So I'm on this uh, real estate group on Facebook. I think you are too. And there's this guy who's always posting about how, you know, we're going to see uh, a crash like all crashes or, or some crazy like forty, fifty percent decrease in pricing and whatnot and you know, one of the first rules of economics is, you know, supply and demand. And we don't have the supply, we have the demand, but we don't have the supply. If we had the supply, even with a lesser demand, that would, that would affect pricing going down most likely, but it didn't, we were kind of talking about this before the show too, but hasn't the median price of property increased? So nice. You have everyone saying market's
1: going down. You have, you know, you you watch different finance shows. They're talking about uh, uh, sales have slowed down. Um, uh, mortgage applications have slowed down. Mm-hmm. All the above, right? Yeah. Um, but then you check San Diego's median house pricing from September to October yeah, goes no. up <laughs> by $5,000. So you know what's happening? Good houses are still selling. Yeah. And people always come to me and they're saying, I'm seeing all these price drops. That's because people are still living in like February. Yeah. And thinking oh, I can price my house any way I want. And yeah. I'm going to sell it. That, that,
0: that's gone. So I, I was wondering, do you think we're going to see, I think there's a difference between list price and home value, right? Absolutely. Okay, so would you, in your opinion, do you think that we're going to see a decrease in home value or just maybe a leveling off of, of home pricing?
1: I think you are going to see a zero percent climb for a while. Okay, that's 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 what I think. so status quo just for maybe a year. It's rough. Yeah, it's rough right now. Yeah. We're talking seven seven and a half interest rates. We're probably going to be headed to pretty soon. Really, if what I think is going to happen is we're going to see interest rates about eight and a half nine percent, and that's going to be the real way to tackle inflation. Yeah. I mean going back through history, I that's, think that's, that's happening. That's what they've done in the past, and I think that's happening, or it's going to happen until they crash the economy. Mm-hmm. So things kind of get to reality, and they can kind of do what they're going to do there, and let the market kind of uh, work naturally um but um I see a, a, a flat line mm-hmm. but I see opportunity in that flat line yeah because there's gonna be a lot more to choose from you're not going to be able to have to get super creative so, th- th- so the past few deals um, for myself and and the way I'm kind of selling to my clients again we try to look for upside Upside comes with creativity sometimes and never had we had to have been more creative if you're me and yeah. selling to my buyers in the last few years yeah because we had to try to make money on these deals and um they were so hard they were so hard i I, have to say i have to say no to 90 percent of them yeah i think we're going to be headed into a market where we're going to be able to have kind of freedom of choice Mm -hmm. in terms of which deal i want to tackle
0: yeah 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 i think before you know i i bought in the beginning of covid a house over by um cows mountain right and i think i I bought and I sold kind of quick because we found a different house that we liked or whatever. And we made like, almost a 100 grand in less than six months, I looked at that house now. And it's almost uh, $400,000 over what I bought it for. In the beginning of 2020. It's insane that kind of that kind of markup. And I think that and also I was the winning bidder of uh, 52 offers. So I don't think we're going to see, and, and look, I'm a casual real estate fan. I, I, I enjoy this. I, I find it fascinating. It's like a hobby to me, obviously, because my profession is, is law. Um, I think that we're going to see a big slowdown on, on offers. Um, I don't think that, you know, on a side note, real quick, talking about building, right? And how I said it's a lot of red tape and whatnot. I just don't understand why these guys don't hire more people at the city to approve plans, to get more people through quicker, because they would make more in taxes. We would have more builds. Like why why that doesn't that blows my mind though.
1: Um Man, building during COVID was tough. Yeah. So if you're having a hard time now, you should have seen what we it were doing costs during COVID. <laughs> yes, cost of lumber. I mean, everything's gonna be inflated, but during COVID, yeah. we had to schedule meetings two weeks ahead of time yeah. to meet these guys, to meet these c- c- clerks. Yeah. Right? Um, Couldn't get anything. You you had to, uh, one person in the room at the time, in a time, in the whole building.
0: Masks and Uh, all that uh, stuff.
1: It was just really, really hard to even reach these guys to set the appointment. It was was nuts. So, and every meeting, it wasn't two weeks. It was like a month ahead of time. Mm -hmm. You'd have to schedule. So that was part of the things that really slowed things down. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, could they hire more people? I don't know what they need to do. There's just too much red tape. Yeah. Anywhere you are. Uh, One of my clients is doing a deal in um, very East County near Blossom Valley. I mean, whoever the entity is, city or the county, made him do an environmental study, cost $200,000, plus give him, we're building 23 places of it, plus give them 100 acres of land, plus do something ongoing for the next 20 years to like, uh, uh, I don't know, watch some bird or something like that. I mean,
0: who's gonna build? Who's gonna build when you have to do all that? Stuff? You know, that's so funny that you bring that up too, because the the nineplex that we're building, they asked for a hydrology report. And our our architect was like, I've never had someone ask for that in this area that you're building in. And we asked them like, why? They're like, oh, we just think it's a good idea. And, and also we have to do improvements to the city. And a lot of people don't know you know, builders and and developers, they the city will ask you to do improvements for them. Oh, you know, all the time, and we have to put money up for them to review our plans because we have to pay their people. Like how, what happened to our taxes and? I, I mean, we could talk about that forever, but it just it blows my mind sometimes the stuff you have to deal with. And that's why we have nothing coming on the market. No new builds and and, you know, price of lumber already makes a new build difficult enough. And that's why people are probably moving outside into Arizona and, you know, Idaho and all these other different states.
1: Lumber's expensive. Everything's going to get worked out in the pricing of, of the properties. All yeah. the properties. That's one of the other reasons why I kind of feel good about real estate in the future. Of real estate. If if all these materials are so expensive, why would my my old house go down in value? Yeah. It's going to cost so much to build these new houses. That's People true. are going to pay these crazy numbers because that's the only reason the way they can build them. Yeah. How is our real estate going to go down? So going back to like the future of the market. Yeah. First of all, I'm still buying. I'm excited to buy. I'm trying to dump every last penny I can in real estate. Yeah. Um. I mean we. We just bought something recently in the last few months, and I, I'm still looking just because I f- really feel like the few. I feel like stuff's going to skyrocket. Yeah, but that's me. I'm going to take a more conservative standpoint mm-hmm. with with my with my clients, of course. But I think we're going to see this zero flat line. I think we're going to see a, a tremendous amount of opportunity. I'm going to find my upside that I'm looking for. I'm going to buy it, and mm-hmm. I'm going to make a ton of money. And I know if you can't dump that much money in the economy uh, uh, and there and print. And I've seen it happen Look what's going on in the U- in, in 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 England right yeah. now. I mean, they've they've started printing again. Yeah, you know, they their pound's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're going to follow suit here, and I think they're gonna I think they're going to drop interest rates again as soon as they raise them to nine percent, and all the shit crashes. Guess what they're going to do?
0: They're going to They're going to drop the interest rates again, and we're going to start all over again. Well, the only reason that they're raising the interest rates is to make sure inflation doesn't go out of control like it has been. So once we say we get to like eight, and they're like, you know what, we're going to pivot and we're going to go back down, the markets are going to fly. People who were not thinking about getting a house because of the interest rates, if we get down to a more manageable number, more people are gonna be buying, and I think that's just gonna jack the prices up again. They're gonna go nuts. Yeah. If, if the
1: rates go down again, people kind of remember what happened. Yeah. They're gonna go nuts. They're yeah. gonna say, I have to buy now. We're gonna see another, another increase in value, some sort of crazy increase in value. Hell, may, maybe we'll see a crash after that cycle. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I don't see a crash in this cycle at all. Everybody has equity. Yeah. Everyone has a ton of equity. Who's gonna let their house go? Yeah. You have all the, who's going to sell and get rid of their 2% interest rate and their uh, their tax rate that's on like a, th- a, a a quarter of what what their value would be yeah. if they sold. No one's going to. Especially get rid with of interest that. rates like that. That's why we're going to see a lot of people rent their homes and buy another home uh-huh. instead of sell their homes too, which is also going to be a problem with yeah. with what's with, with inventory. Yeah. Because people are not going to get rid of that 2 You're making money just by having that loan. Oh, absolutely! In an inflationary market right now, where it's really, let's just say, like really, like ten percent. They say it's like eight point one or whatever. It's not eight point one. Yeah, it's much more. <laughs> You're making money by having a two percent. I have a lot of clients that call me in there, so, you know, oftentimes the deal does not end. Yeah. at the At the closing, I mean, I'm it's actually every time it doesn't. I'm I'm renting their homes out for them when they leave. This is all as a courtesy. This is just something I do. They're my friends at this point. I make mm-hmm. money on the sale. So so I do everything else in between pro bono. That's how I like maintain these like long term relationships. Um, So they're telling me, oh, I want to refinance, and I I have to talk them out of it. Yeah, I have to talk them out of it.
0: Well, they see that how much equity they have Mm -hmm. in house, and they think that I can get that, extract that out. But realistically, at what cost? Because the with the interest rates the way they are, it's just not a wise investment.
1: I, I advise, I advise them to. To take a equity line of credit yeah. any day of the week. A HELOC. So that's that's I actually think we're gonna see a HELOC boom right now. No one talks about it. Yeah. They're not talking about it in my office. I don't see my peers talking about it. I leverage yeah. through home equity lines of credit and it's actually created like a very beautiful life for me. But well, you don't pay that's, for anything. That's the power of real estate. Real estate is a very, very beautiful thing. because yeah. I made a lot of money selling real estate, mm-hmm. but I I never achieved freedom more than owning real estate and what's happened with appreciation over me, the last like 10 12
0: years let me pose a question to you if you had to choose buy and sell real estate for the rest of your life or hold as a passive investor but you couldn't do both what would you choose
1: oh buy and sell real estate. that's that's like a very
0: good question i'm
1: so conservative and i'm in a position where like the name of the show 20 doors where i kind of have a lot so i think i would hold yeah yeah, I maybe agree. maybe try to go become a doctor if I yeah. just wanted to make like all sorts of crazy money or something. That's what I might do because at this point it's like for me. But um, but if I was starting over, it just depends what market you're in. Actually, that's going back to something I want to talk about. Markets shift. Yeah. markets change all the time. In my whatever, I still think it's a short career because I you know I'm still younger than everyone in my office for some reason. Um, I've seen three or four shifts myself. Mm-hmm. Um, they shift. There's money to make in them strategy changes. You have to watch it. You have to shift with it as it goes. Again, why you need, that's like the type of value you need in an agent. So there's strategy in this market. We just kind of talked about it. I mean, I kind of see what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I know what I'm going to go for. Um, I think there's going to be upside. You have to have a vision. Real estate is all about vision. Mm -hmm. People don't get that. I mean, 152 people can see that house you're just talking about, but one person has a vision, that person can still make money a a huge margin on that deal because he brought that vision people have no vision yeah Uh, do you know that yeah
0: yeah i I mean i it's it's true it it depends like it the the vision are you talking about like more of like how to make money off of it or are you talking about like how you would like that property to be it's
1: all of it you walk to a property and you see something someone doesn't see Mm -hmm. right you bring your your ideas to this property and all of a sudden your ideas make a profit and that's how real estate is. People people don't play it that way, but yeah. it happens every single time because people don't have a vision. People don't know that a home can be remodeled. Yeah. Did you know that? They think it's impossible. I'm a buyer's agent, yeah. right, for a long long time. People have no clue sometimes you can change that fireplace. Hmm. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I have to tell them, what are you talking about? That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Let's change that fireplace and flip it if that's what you wanna do, but we can do all the stuff. Then I hook them up with my crews and my yeah. people, people that I feel comfortable, because I can't refer everyone. These contractors are hard to deal with. It's a whole nother art, right? But you have some right guys to come in there and you save half of what some huge giant general contractor charges
0: you, you know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think that was another thing doing during this craziness too, is that GCs and, and just finding trustworthy people you know, talk about a trustworthy agent, you know, that's that's one thing because uh, a lot of people do default to, uh, you know, I, I, I know 20 real estate agents. And, and it, a lot of people know a dozen, you know, any just ra- average person. Um, and you want to try and help out a friend or a family member or what have you. Uh, but if it's someone who doesn't do it as like a profession, if it's something that they just started doing, they don't have that experience that you're talking about. But having you know, you kind of touched on having like a crew or people to trust that's invaluable because if you can refer me to someone and that person who you refer me to is kind of garbage that's going to look bad on you too and i'm sure you over the years are able to weed these type of people out because they there's fly-by-night contractors or handymen or whomever you know plumbers uh, and they just leave a bigger problem than what you had in the first place so my life
1: is um a daily visit to home depot it's just is it into, really? It's turned into that for the past probably like eight years, literally. Yeah. It's like a daily visit. And I'm not just buying one thing. I'm talking about, oh, I need lumber for this project. I need to pick out a tub for that project. Um, so pretty much like contractor developer is pretty much like almost like what I almost am right now yeah. on top of a real estate agent. They are terrible people to work with. They're, yeah, they're not terrible. They're not like uh, uh, people. People. Yeah, they're they're not personable. You can't talk to these guys. They're artists in their own right. Uh huh. They have no clue how to run a business. Yeah, that's why the f- few of them skyrocket to the top, and they're able to charge four times the price. Yeah, right. That so you have to find your median and your balance of mm-hmm. like how to deal with all that stuff and get the value from them and get the mentioned from them and yeah you know coming in on time and finishing the job and and pricing and uh knowledge and it, it, it all comes, some of them don't even know what they're doing yeah you know they're coming there the tile's all messed up the tub's not done they didn't put a they didn't put a liner in the tub or hot mop or they you know they don't know what they're doing they're just saying they know what they're mm-hmm. doing you know so um finding the right guys is big i i that's that industry is very hard for me to refer for a few reasons yeah one i need these guys yeah. Right. Uh, two, they're not that good. Yeah. A lot of them. So you have the good ones you need to keep. So what I do is um, as much as I can, I, I have my circle of these guys and I have my clients and I only give them to my clients. Yeah. And I say, and I know this is like cliche, I'm like, don't, don't give anybody this person's number, I yeah. don't care. Yeah, Don't give them anyone's, don't give them the number, I need this guy, it's just for you. Yeah. It's a client privilege.
0: Yeah, well, real quick, I wanted to ask you one thing, uh, because you said you've been doing this since you were 18, and you know, obviously I've known you for a very, very long time. And we don't really talk about real estate like that. You and I do in passing, uh, and not like sit down like this, this is good information that you've given me, but you've had 18 years that you've done this. Um, Is there any like deal that stands out to you over those 18 because I'm sure you've had hundreds, right? But what is there anything like that's really stood out to you that you're like proud of or like you're happy about, you know, some kind of good? I mean, that's that's a good question. I'm
1: I've done so many funny deals and cool deals and deals. I'll remember forever. Mm -hmm. One deal for sure stands out to me. I'm extremely proud of. I've always been proud of this one because Everyone, uh, you know, in my business, it's it's like a number. It's about money and yeah. money and money. We acquired a property one time. We were getting killed on this property. It's a, it's a development property. It was three parcels. Um, there was a lot of things going on with it in terms of tenants and uh, litigation stuff and just some different things going on. We were really really eating it on this property. Mm. We had a house on this property. It was rented by a gentleman who had been renting for sixty five, sixty eight years. He could have bought this property what two or three times. He's lived there since the 60s or something like that at the time. He's told me a lot of cool stories. He was paying 800 So I love North Park, by the way. I sell a lot of North Park because, mm-hmm. because I like North Park mm-hmm. and I buy what I like, too. That's So this was a North Park house. So I inherited this guy. He, two-bedroom house, cool property. He was paying $800 a month. And we're getting killed on this property, right? So mm-hmm. I, I I go there. Um, What's the market rate? It's rent funny rent that this is what I'm proud of. I've built ground up several properties. I've made huge, huge profits. I mean, you'd be proud about it. But this one wasn't about money. I go there, my partner is like, kick this guy out. Yeah, the rent's super high there. We need our money. We're losing, we're losing. Yeah. And I'm the real estate guy in our partnership. So I'm the one that has to do all this stuff. So I go there and I'm I'm talking face to face and he sits me down and shows me his house blast from the past walls were yellow. It was nuts. Yeah. And we're talking and I have this eviction letter in my hand. And And we're talking and I'm like, dude, never mind, man. I was like, you know what? Just just we just bought this property. I'm your new landlord. Have a have a nice day. And I think one of the most things I was proud of is I I I finally was in a position because none of my investors would ever let me do this with their properties. But this was mine, right? And I was in a position to say, dude, this is you can You can stay. You can stay. I, I found my reasoning was, I'll spend my money uh, elsewhere, and I'll remodel something else, and I'll just let him stay here forever. Yeah. So he actually stayed there for for three for three years. Uh-huh. He passed away. He was an old man. Oh, so yeah. I got a call early in the morning. It was like seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah. To to kind of show it in just like a numbers form, I now rent that house for six thousand five hundred. So that I, you know, the loss was probably the most important thing I've ever done in real estate. I, I just thought that was really cool that I yeah. could do something for. So when, when do we get an opportunity to do that who would do that? Yeah, and nobody. It's something my stupid ass would do, and some people would say, and I did it, and I'm just proud
0: about. it. Yeah. That, but. I could see that. I mean, you know, you let him stay in a place he's been for like sixty years. I, I'm instance, not gonna displace that guy yeah. sixty five years. And you end up on the news. He would Yeah, you yeah. end up
1: on the news too. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's gonna be another show we'll talk about. What yeah. happens when these old people move? They, yeah. you know, it's not good. We want to keep them in there and help them, and and you know, make it a smooth transaction. So, yeah. man, I appreciate you being on the show, Justin. It was it was a good talking to you. Um, um, I feel like we're gonna provide a lot more information through questions, through past deals, and I think um buyers or anyone listening out there will pick things up and learn how to maybe avoid mistakes or just buy in a better way. Mm -hmm. Or more importantly, they'll pick up a phone and give me a call and look me up. And um, I do work in San Diego. And I like to help certain buyers that are coachable, and they'll listen, and they'll kind of take in the value that I'm trying to bring to their purchase. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I
0: appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. Of course.